What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode two of A Link to Our Pasts. I am your host, John Bernardo, and with me is my favorite internet friend, Franklin, the Arctic Sloth, Sizemore. What's up, everybody? My name is Franklin. I'm the Arctic Sloth, as you know. Hey. <laughs> How are you today, good sir? I'm doing just fine, and that earlier voice, I cannot explain. Um, I'm just being really weird lately. Clenched your balls on that one? Clenched my balls very, very tightly. Um, so for those of you who don't know, uh, a link to our past is a nostalgic, a nostalgic podcast. Uh, basically, we uh, each week I find a new guest and I go through their gaming upbringing, their gaming origin, and then we kind of just we bond through our pasts. Um, so let's start off, Franklin. What is the this? I think this is the way I'll start most of my episodes. What's the first game you remember? playing ever okay so the first game i remember playing is shark shark on the intellivision what the fuck is shark 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 is this game where you play as a little fish and you eat smaller fish until you get bigger and then you can eat bigger fish and bigger fish i'm gonna have to say it's kind of it's kind of like the modern game agario i'm gonna have to say two episodes in that is the best answer i've ever heard because i've never heard of that game shark shark so what was the end game in Shark Shark? There, there really wasn't. It was just to see how high of a score you could get back on the Intellivision. It wasn't really much other than that, other than high scores for most games. Um, other games on the Intellivision I played were Pole Position, Dig Dug, and Defender. Ah, uh, Dig Dug, classic, classic Dig Dug. Yeah. Um, pff, what age would you say that was at? I'd say I was about four or five years old. And what was that? Was that system, like, did you own that system? Did you get it for Christmas, or where did that come from? Um, It was passed down to me. It was I was staying with my grandparents for a little while, and uh, it was just my dad's old system that he played growing up. And they were like, hey, we have this to keep you busy. <laughs> and I just played that. So... What uh, I guess from the television, what was what was the next big console for you? What was the one that you had to beg your parents to get you for your birthday there? You see, I didn't really have to beg for many consoles because I got my PS1 as a hand-me-down um, from my older cousin because he got a PlayStation 2 when that launched. So I got a PlayStation 1 right away. I guess the first console that I got that was bought specifically for me was my Game Boy. My, well, Game Boy Advanced. Game Boy Advance was that the the SP or just like the original Advance? No, that was that was the one without the backlight, and uh, oh man, it was so terrible, and it probably ruined my eyesight from trying to play it. It's funny because recently, actually, um, my wife for the longest time had the Game Boy SP just sitting somewhere uh, in her place, and then when we moved in together, she brought it, and all it needed was a new battery because the old battery was completely warped. So I just bought a new battery, and after I started playing it, she really wanted to get back in the Game Boy too. So I said, "Okay, what do you want? You want just like she wanted the long one. She didn't like the folding. She wanted the one that you had. Mm. So I went to get the Game Boy Advance, and then as we're playing, she's like, "Why doesn't mine have a light?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I I realized the same thing. So I had to buy one of those damn worm lights that go over the freaking. Yeah, those do not help. I remember I remember using one of those like. I, I would play it at night when it was at night when I was going uh drive riding home from like basketball or soccer practice when it was dark I I played that thing with that little light so much and it and one one of the little lights actually malfunctioned on me like or it might have just been the battery I think the battery was leaking and it just like <laughs> destroyed everything there and it made my Game Boy look like shit but 
Hell, I I played that thing forever. When when is the last time you actually used one of those lights? Um, probably when I was like ten or twelve years old. Okay, so you haven't in a while then, eh? So somewhere in there. Yeah, it ha it hasn't been in a while, but uh, I played that thing from when I was like seven years old until I was twelve, and holy shit, <laughs> I got a lot of gaming out of that. If you could on if you ever have the time to go back and do it, try it again and <laughs> realize how far you've come and how if you were to do that again you you just would not be able to get on with your life well the thing is now i have one of those sps because like more recently i went back and i was like i want to play some game boy advance games and i got a game boy advanced sp and now i'm fine with the backlight i'm never oh, gonna go back to the no backlight <laughs> that's just not gonna happen what so when you when you got the sp just because like i have the sp and we went to a we went to a local video game store. Grabbed a bunch of little ones. Uh, first thing I grabbed was Minish Cap, which is a is it's a pretty decent uh, Zelda game. It's made by Capcom, so it's not the Zelda game, right? But it's it's uh, it's it's all right. It's keeping me occupied. Um, what was your favorite game from that generation? Because I I didn't have an advance for too long. I had a color for a long time. I didn't have an advance for too long. So right now, having the SP is is me living up my childhood again. So I'm just trying to find those gems on advance. Huh. So, for the most part, on my Game Boy Advanced SP, I played uh, Pokemon Emerald was my major one, but I also played a lot of uh, Castlevania and, um, shit. There were some Final Fantasy games on it as well, I remember. I think those games... I forget exactly which one. Those games are probably the most... I think the, the Advanced SP is probably the most perfect RPG handheld system because it's this small... You throw it in your pocket. The battery lasts like a year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't have to charge it for God knows how long. Whereas right now I'm playing with my friend's 3DS and, you know, I put it on sleep mode for, I don't know, two hours. I come back and I need to charge it. Mm-hmm. Really? I I don't have I don't have time for this shit. I need I need to close the little flap. What color is your SP? Red. Red? All right, I got the class. The one I really wanted to get, obviously I got this one for free, so who am I to complain? But I really wanted the one that was designed like the NES controller. Did you see that one? Yeah, I did see that. I'm a sucker for that shit. I'm a goddamn sucker. Uh, I guess that's why you're doing a nostalgia podcast. It's all <laughs> I know. You're, you're a sucker for that shit. It's, you it's, refuse it's, to advance to the modern age of gaming. The, well, no, the, that that's mainly because I my bank account refuses to. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. It's it. I, I'm hoping that I will be joining my elite friends in in the new year. We'll see. I I might be holding up for the NX. I know, but I can only get one system, right? And if N, if X is gonna give it to me, I gotta wait. <laughs> yeah, but we have yet to know what the hell that even is. That is true, but we're not here to talk about NX. Well, we could, but it's been t- it's that's a horse that's been beaten to death. Um, what I, I guess from your childhood, what would you say if if someone were to tell you, you know, what is that one game that defined your childhood? Which game would that be for you? It would have to be Crash Three. Warped, right? That's the warped one. Yep, uh, that that game. <sighs> It was just a culmination of it, it did everything that the previous Crash Bandicoot games did well, and it just it just advanced on it, and I I really liked it a lot, and it, I don't know, it's just Crash was the one thing that like my parents like were like, uh yeah, you can play Crash. We're not so sure about these other games because that was back when they were like, oh, video games cause violence, 
And I'm like, no, no. You're but like, they just bought me Crash, and I was happy with that. So, which is which is this animal violently destroying boxes? Yep, and it was weird because they went from that to getting me Ratchet and Clank in the PS2 generation. <laughs> Wait, let's step back for a second. What what is Crash again? What is Crash Bandicoot? Is it you don't know what Crash no, Bandicoot no, 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 no. is? Like the animal? Is that the animal? It's called the Bandicoot. Yeah, he's a bandicoot. I've never seen a wild bandicoot. I think I'm going to need to Google that image. The thing is, Crash is so car... It's such a cartoon version of a bandicoot that you wouldn't even recognize the real animal from it. I'm sure there's, so, I'm sure there's a picture somewhere of a bandicoot with shorts on. Yeah, yep, <laughs> jean shorts. That that's just screams 90s. Someone, 90s right someone's there. Someone's done it, yeah. I've, I've, I, sp- I spoke with someone on the first episode, and he said that the... So, you know how when you're playing... I know I'm jumping back and forth, but you know how when you're playing games when you're a young kid and they're so hard and you just can't get past them? And then when you get older, you think, I could beat it this time. Not a problem. This uh, this guy I, ta- I spoke to, um, he, another fellow best friend, he his game was actually the first Crash, which now that I think about it, I don't remember ever beating. I don't remember getting past like the first two levels. Yeah, I, I I beat part two, I beat part three, but I can't remember for the life of me beating part one. Did you did you beat part one? Yes, and I never really had that problem because I'm not bad at games, nor was I ever bad at games. So you didn't. So there was no game when you were young. And don't I, this is audio only. Don't smirk at me. <laughs> Ow, fuck! I just hit my tooth with the microphone. Um, I think I broke my tooth. Uh, so what was there? No game that was. There weren't really there weren't any games that broke me. There were some games that were like that were a little bit difficult for me as a kid, but like I never had to like wait until I was older to co- go back and beat those games. I always beat the games that I got. How um did you play Mega Man as a child? Um I think I played Mega Man 3. I think that's the one I remember playing. And uh and did you beat it? Yeah, <laughs> I I beat that game. It was it was a little bit frustrating, but I, I managed to beat it. I, to this day, have not beaten a single Mega Man. Um, I tried to play number nine, and I couldn't even get past one level, but I heard that the nine and ten were some of the hardest ones. Um, I remember renting part one and part two for NES, and I remember this very vividly because I had to viciously blow into the cartridge to get it to work. <laughs> um and I remember I I, retur- I returned it back to the video store that within the hour because it, it took me forever to get it. It took me about a half an hour to get it to work. And then by the time I got it to work, it <laughs> I couldn't play it. I just kept getting my ass whooped. It was frustrating. That, I think Mega Man, aside from Ninja Turtles, the damn level, um, Mega Man is probably my, that bucket list that I need to beat a Mega Man game, not an X Mega Man game. Those ones seem a little bit easier. I want to beat a classic Mega Man game, dude. Where should I start? Um, I'd say two or three, honestly. Yeah, I thought. I, oh yeah, I've been hearing a lot of those range. I, I guess they just get harder after that. Um, no, but I don't know. I just feel like those games are better, mm-hmm. but uh, they're more enjoyable to play for me, honestly. But I don't know. Everyone has their own opinion of the Mega Man games. What would you say is the weirdest game? The weirdest yeah. game? Like the game that you think like, back and when you went to go get it at the video store, whether it was renting it or buying it, and you brought it home and go, what did, what did I just, what am I playing? Oh, shit. Um, Probably Nintendogs, honestly. 
<laughs> yeah, I played Nintendogs. Deal with it. No, it's just every time you, I, I laugh at you, I end up, my microphone's on my chest, I end up throwing my 10-ton mic into my fucking teeth. Well, maybe if you didn't have a big cock-shaped object as a mic. But it sounds so good. So, uh, uh, Nintendogs, why did you, did you rent it or you bought it? I bought it. Um, I was in, I want to say middle school when it came out. And I didn't have any friends, so I was like, I'll just have some virtual friends. Yay. That were dogs. Yep, that were dogs. <laughs> um, because never... I could make them like me. Yeah, it's like, you don't like me? I'm not giving you a treat. What What did they do in that game? What was the point? I've never touched Nintendo. I've heard of it. Never played it. Honestly, you raise dogs, you send them out to, like, you do these competitions with these dogs, and there really isn't much depth to it. It's just raising dogs. <laughs> Is there, can you put them into dog fights? No. <laughs> this was not a Michael Vick simulator. <laughs> that came out later that year. <laughs> In fact, they came out similar times, actually, when you think about it. Nintendogs and the Michael Vick scandal. Maybe maybe he was playing Nintendogs. And he realized that they didn't have the dog fights in it, and he got pissed off. So that's where he's like, "Fuck, forget it. I'll just start my own dog fight." Yeah, I guess so. Um, and the rest is history. probably not something that uh, Nintendo will ever claim, <laughs> but it might have happened. So, at what point, um, like, what brand were you? Like, I mean, not a, like a fanboy, but at one point we all had that brand that we stuck by no matter what. Was there? A particular brand that you stuck with that you whether it be I, I guess we can start off by we'll start off generally by saying uh, nintendo sega sony microsoft did you start off anywhere that you had like oh a it was absolutely playstation 100%. playstation absolutely and still to this day oh yeah i i love playstation it's it's you the thing that makes me want to play games like if i had all the other consoles except a playstation i'd be sitting here with my cock just fucking around and not playing games. Well, you love PlayStation so much. I think you have a podcast about it, don't you? Yeah, I do have a podcast about it. Oh, okay, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, moving on. <laughs> no, no, no. What, um, what's, your, what's your podcast about? Um, yeah, I do a weekly podcast with my uh, best friend since like elementary school. Uh, we do this thing called the PlayStation Report. Um, releases every Friday. That was a sh- I just I just set you up for that shameless plug. I, you're a good friend, and I wanna yeah. wanna plug your stuff. I don't I don't know. I, I just feel uncomfortable plugging my shit oh, on no, other it's, people's it's... podcasts since no one ever guests on my podcast. Oh, okay. Well, I don't I'm here them. whenever you want me to. I can talk about <laughs> PS3, and <laughs> and I can talk about what it's like to still play a PS3, and I can talk about um, not having any new games to play for PS3. So you go back through your PS Plus backlog to find games to play for your PS3. So, if you ever want PS3 perspective, I'm your guy. <sighs> Greatness awaits. You just got to open the door to a PlayStation 4. That that's pretty damn good. Did you just think of, just think of that yourself? No, I didn't think of that myself. I wasn't thinking at all, to be honest. Going back to the brand question, was there were you aware of developers when you were younger? Like did you look Oh, yes. Oh, yes. 
every time I saw, like, a Naughty Dog sticker on a game or an Insomniac sticker on a game, I was like, fuck yeah. Like, Spyro, Crash, Ratchet and & Clank, and Jack and & Daxter growing up, those were my games. Speaking of Spyro and Crash specifically, do you, do you remember, since you're a PlayStation hardcore, do you remember the demo discs? Oh, yeah. I, I, oh. Those were where I played, like, the most variety of games. Like, I would play a demo disc... I guess I think my uh, grandparents had me signed up for PlayStation Underground. Oh yeah. So I got those demo discs, and uh, I'd like they'd give me them and like ask me which ones I liked, and depending on which ones I chose, they wouldn't get me Metal Gear because they thought it was too violent. But basically, any game that they deemed appropriate that I liked, they'd get me. Like uh, Gran Turismo, I used to get. Like I got that because I played the demo of it, and uh, Crash Bash. Which was, a, was like Crash kind Bash? of like a war- Crash Bash was kind of like a Wario like WarioWare game. Oh, so just a bunch Crash. of mini games. Yeah, a bunch of mini games, and it was really cool. Hmm. That's actually new. I like. I remember Crash Team Racing. Uh, never, never Crash Bash. Did you ever play the non Naughty Dog Crash, the Activision Crash games? Um. Wait. Oh, uh, I've always shoot. been curious. The one on GameCube, the Wrath of Cortex. Yeah. Yeah, I played that one. I actually liked that one too. So was it similar to, similar to like the original crashes in anywhere, or was it kind of like its own new monster? Um, it was similar, but it was trying to like develop more into like the three D spaces. Like you know how Crash it is three D, but like it's kind of limited. It's a limited runner. <laughs> it's like the endless yeah, runners we have but, nowadays, except it's limited. But in um. In uh, Wrath of Cortex, they kind of expanded on it a lot, but I think they tried to do a little bit too much with Wrath of Cortex, honestly. Do you think, do you think, uh, you know, with the new crashes being remastered, do you think that there's room for it to be anything more than what it is, or do you think they just have to stick to that formula that made Crash and just try to take that and do something more with it? I think there is room for it to like come out as like a new new type of game uh i'd like to see them try to do something similar as uh like a super mario sunshine with crash something similar like that with like an with like an open world with like all these different challenges across the map mm-hmm. and it that's i feel like that's the next evolution for crash but uh we'll see what they do with it honestly i'm not even sure if we're going to get a new crash game we might just get these remasters and the skylanders well it depends on how they sell right um, yes, but I wouldn't, like, put too much faith into them actually following up with with it, even if it does get uh, good sales numbers, because it is, like, an old, archaic game. Yeah, and let's be real, I, they probably haven't even started the Crash remasters. They haven't, probably haven't even begun it. Or else they would have showed something on it already. Do you, do you think the whole, like, so do you think Mario Sunshine, is that the right approach for reviving mascots that can't really cut it in the new world that we have yeah i i see that like there there are new games coming out that are going to be like that you see uh uh shoot what's ukulele is gonna bring back basically banjo kazooie yeah and that and that's basically the same type of game really yeah they just pretty much cleaned it up new store just to not go hey here's another reboot or a remake or whatnot right it's like we're just gonna take the exact same idea Choose the exact same font. Change what the characters are, though. Yeah, I, I have a feeling that there are a lot of studios that are looking at that game to see how that does, to see if they can revive their older mascots. So, we'll see. Did you ha- did you have a favorite mascot growing up? 
Was it Crash? Um, it was Crash, but then it became Ratchet. R- Ratchet really fall under mascot though. I think I think I'd, I think that it Crash... is definitely a PlayStation associated mascot. Well, I guess when I said mascot, I meant like system leader. I mean, I guess PS2 Ratchet would be uh, PS2 would have been Ratchet, I suppose. It would have been Ratchet and Jack side by side, but honestly, I felt that Ratchet like resonated more with gamers than Jack did. Yeah, uh, Jack's was kind of Jack's felt to me felt more like grown up Crash Bandicoot. Like that felt like the next level of Crash Bandicoot. It's, looking at it, you could it felt it felt like it was it could have been in that world, just a m- more mature version of that world. Um, so I definitely see how those ones we can think. But I, yeah, I do agree. Ratchet was the wild one. I think the one that stuck out the most on uh, on PlayStation PlayStation Two to to be a mascot and. He's just so damn cute. What like Lombax? Like who the hell thought to use that kind of? Yeah, it it was a really it was really creative, and I I believe it was like ahead of its time, really, in the way that it played the like the whole third person kind of action of of Ratchet and Clank. It it was a lot better than what a, a lot of other games that tried to do it at the same time. Oh no, I agree. Like I I, I did not have a PS2, so I played it late. And the the I love the control scheme, like the whole um, strafing left to right and shooting at the same time. They handled it so well and so fluidly, and it it just I felt like they really right off the bat they mastered the controls. By the time they got to um, uh, what was what going was not, commando not the, was the second one. Oh no no I was I was gonna I'm gonna go all the way to the end. Um, oh. Action clank a cl- uh, crack in time. Oh. By the time they got into a crack in time. It, I it was it was already perfect. Kraken to me, Kraken Time was just their best game ever. Um, I still haven't played the reboot, but looking at it, I can imagine that it's taking the best things out of all the Ratchet and Clank, Clank games. You've played it, right? Oh yeah, I've played the reboot. I've almost platinumed it. There's only one trophy I need left. Well, the, the, and that goes to show you actually, like you just said, that was ahead of its time, and that shows you that they basically re just redid the reimagined it on ps4 it's basically i know that the game is not the like the levels aren't identical and it plays a little bit different closer to the movie and things like that but basically at heart the game's the same mm-hmm. it's the same concept that they had all those years ago yeah have a bunch of like these different planets these different levels that you go through and have different splitting paths on each level and you just go from there and just build really awesome levels that are fun to traverse with with smart uh design like how enemies pop in and all that mm-hmm. cool stuff and it it's I feel like that it's really underrated how well that Ratchet and Clank is written. It's really humorous and it pulls a lot from like pop culture of the time. If you go back and play the earlier games, you'll notice some some nostalgia there with old pop culture and it's it's just really awesome how how in tune with the times that the games are. Well, yeah, that's the key that's the key to the humor, right? Like I think it, when you make it more relatable, more real, you can you can kind of attach to it where if they're making a joke within the game it can be funny but sometimes it might go over a few people's heads that aren't aren't really paying attention to the story as much but you know you throw in something relatable you're all over that like like for example in um i believe up your arsenal there was a character called courtney gears that was a total ripoff of britney spears (laughs) of course it was and it, it was just hilarious how they did that and i I just I just love that them for it, that whole team, and I really want to see more Ratchet games in the future, and I think we'll get it. Oh yeah, with the success of the last one, 
I think they'd be nuts not to do it. Obviously, there's been um, something missing from that genre in a long time because nobody's done it right. And and not to mention they've have made a few missteps with the last couple of Ratchet and Clanks. But they're yeah, they should definitely um they should definitely move forward with that. And I think I guess being the nostalgic sucker I am. I like I like what they're doing, how they're bringing all these games back, as long as they're doing them right. You know, like Shovel Knight, perfect example of bringing that old style. It's it's just an old game, just on a modern system. Ratchet and Clank is bringing that PS2 era gameplay and refining it. You know, they we gotta do more of that, but just not overdo it. You know. Yeah, the, I feel like the, that Ratchet and Clank is unique in that that its gameplay hook is like this whole like obtaining new weapons and gadgets and going through these levels and going through new game plus having like weapons that you didn't have beforehand and you just played levels different ways i just love how uh how upgrading your weapons like and each weapon having its own like personality and upgrading it and just seeing all that development as you play the game it's it's something special that no other game really does are you crying no i'm not crying it's okay buddy <laughs> they can't tell. I'm so crying. <laughs> um, speaking of, like their guns were awesome. Was was there a, a what was the first I guess weapon that you used? Like you know you're playing through the game and you're looking at all the weapons and you're like okay this is cool this does this this does this. What was the first weapon in any of the Ratchet games that you just dropped dropped your controller and just couldn't believe that that happened? Um, honestly, getting the Rhino in the first game that thing that just spewed missiles <laughs> everywhere as a little kid that was just fucking amazing oh yeah and did they bring that back in the remake oh, oh yeah. yeah dude they they did rhinos in every single ratchet game oh no i i just meant like just to see that in ps4 graphics how amazing oh that yeah was. yeah they brought they brought it in the new game too and it was just it's hilarious because when you're firing it it plays this special music for when you're <laughs> firing the rhino and it's just those little touches. My man. favorite one was definitely, um, was it the Sh- Sheepatron or something like that? Oh, yeah, the Sheepinator. Yeah. <laughs> just random people, random characters, just, you know, they think they're badass. You just throw them into a sheep, hit them with a wrench, get out of here. <laughs> yep, and then you upgrade it, and it's a black Sheepinator. It just turns them into black oh, sheep. Oh, you know what? I don't think I ever upgraded. See, when I was playing through it, uh, I was playing through the PS3 collection, I was just mainly focusing on the bigger guns because, you know, I'm just running through the game, so I actually didn't didn't do that. So that's that's pretty hilarious. Oh man, I missed a note. I missed out. Oh man, those games are special. Those those games are special. Do you do you? Is there any other franchise that you feel has captured that special magic? Like, it doesn't have to be from PS2 era. Like, even go as far back as NES if you have to. Um, I really enjoy Final Fantasy games, although I haven't played all of them. They've they're always something that's a good hook for me. Um, Pokemon, I use I try to play every generation. Do you feel like Pokemon still and has that magic though? Not so much. I feel like it's it's starting to fade for me, mm-hmm. and I'll see what it's like when Sun and Moon comes out. But I just don't really have that passion for Pokemon anymore. I haven't touched anything since I'm gonna say Gold Silver, and even that I've barely touched. I am loving Pokemon Go though. <laughs> Uh, I'm not even going to talk about that. No, no, we don't pseudo game. We don't have to talk. Oh, it's it's just it's a fun it's a fun time killer for me. You know, on my lunch break, that's that's where that's where it ends for me. But it's it'll get scary soon. I'll I'll be going out for more walks than I've ever gone before in my life. But I yeah, I don't feel like poke. I mean, 
I know a lot of people that have continued to play Pokemon over and over. I don't feel like it still has that magic as the first time because, like I said, like how many times can you continue to do basically the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing's going to beat that original one. And I feel like the the Pokemon that they have now are just getting a little silly. Like, isn't there? There's one that's an ice cream. Yeah, there's. Come yeah, I on. think it's called Vanillish. Okay, we're not trying here. Yeah, it's really dumb. And I mean, I mean, we we can't forget of what what was the one that you like? Shuckle. Yeah, Shuckle is amazing. Sh- okay, no, no, Shuckle, Shuckle is badass. That that we we let that one slide. Shuckle is a a gem. <laughs> do you do you think do you think they're ever gonna bring Pokemon? I know this question a million times. Do you ever think they're gonna bring a console Pokemon? No, I don't no, think never? there's any incentive for them to do that, because everyone who wants to play Pokemon wants to play it on the go. People True. Don't, people don't like sit down and play Pokemon at home, and if they do, they just do it on their handheld, and there's no and they want to be able to take that with them wherever they go. You can also basically look at Nino Kuni. That's basically Pokemon on a console when you really look at it. I guess so. To an extent. To an extent. You catch monsters, little monsters. You play, you you fight attacks with them. I mean, and th- this one's a little bit different where the trainer gets into it, but you know. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, I'm gonna wrap this up. All right. Wow. Uh, so yeah, so Frank Franklin, Mr. Sizemore, if the internet community that is listening to this wants to find you on the internet, where should they go? You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at the Arctic Sloth. You can follow my podcast on iTunes or whatever podcasting service you decide to use. PS or it's a uh, PlayStation Report. Follow that at PS Report Podcast. Um, I, that's pretty much it. I don't want people following me anywhere else, and definitely don't add me on Facebook because that's fucking creepy. <laughs> that's why I don't use Facebook. Um, if you guys want to be the next guest on the show, please send an email to a link to our pasts at gmail.com. And, you know, I don't have a lot of internet friends, so, you know, join me. Let's talk nostalgic together. Uh, once again, my name is John Bernardo. Uh, this is a link to our past. And, uh, you can follow me at John S. Bernardo on Twitter. And that's basically all I got. I don't, I'm not too social there. Um, but yeah, thank you, Franklin, for reliving mainly the ps2 era with me it's very nostalgic as we are on the show and um we'll see you next time this is a link to our past thank you franklin thank you for having me see you later internet bye